0: You know the part about the resurrected body, you know the one that don't get sick, the one that ain't hurt no more, you know the one I'm talking about, anybody know what I'm talking about this morning? Oh, we got to get excited, we got to get excited, and we got loved ones there, you know, sweetie's mama just passed the, oh, I'm good, if I roll over, the Lord will catch me. And, 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 you know, it's what we told the family and told the kids. You know, we got something else to work for. I mean, Jesus is enough. I mean, he's everything. Amen. Amen. But then we got loved ones that be, and can you imagine, forever. Not going to visit them, you know, once, you know, Christmas and Easter and, and, and Thanksgiving. and No, we're talking about Forever. It, we just can't wrap our minds around that, can we? I'm about to get carried away here, and I don't need to because i got something I need to do first. Uh, and I'm going to have to sit down, and yeah, <laughs> let me help you out here. This is the new style. A suit with Nikes. Huh? Huh? And a bolo tie, but I can't get my boots on right now. Oh my goodness, yes. I wanna take this time to take to thank y'all, and I've done it before, but I wanna say thank you for uh, everything. It's been three months ago today that I had the first surgery on this leg. It's been since the 22nd of April that I fell off of the roof and broke my legs. It has been a journey. And I want to tell you, I want to thank each and every one of you. Some of you give us pieces of money, some of you have brought food. I believe all of you have been praying. By the way, prayer does work. Amen. <laughs> That's the mostest thing we can do. We can pray. Our Heavenly Father hears, and then he gets into action. Folks have come and worked at our house. And, <coughs> you know, excuse me, please. And I want to thank you for everything. I want to thank you for all the visits, the cards. I'm going to tell you, you can get in a bad place real fast in your head. I don't care if you're a preacher, I don't care if you're a bishop, I don't care if you're an overseer of an entire nation, I don't care who you are, if you've got blood pump pumping through your veins and you're breathing air and you're a human being, put your guard up because you can get to a bad place fast. I know. And I also know the power of God. I know that I've been in the Word, and I know that I've been praying, but I'm going to tell you there's been some visits that's happened at a very unique time that pulled me out of that. You see, our Heavenly Father loves us, and if we're filled with the Spirit, we do what He tells us. You showed up, thought, well, I'm going to run over and see Ken. No, that was something God orchestrated when you showed up. And we got to give Him the glory for that. And I want to thank you all from the bottom of my heart for helping out my family and helping us out. And I'm trying to get myself back in the swing of things. I'm going to tell you, the doctor's done said. Now, I don't know if he knows what he's talking about. I ain't going to be the same. But there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about that if you're on the rooftop, when the Lord comes back, don't go back down to get no clothes. I'm going to let you know today that scripture does not apply to me because I ain't getting on no more roofs. These lights up here, when they go out, somebody else is going to do them because I ain't going up no more. I probably am not going to be going off of this platform anymore like Brother Murphy does because I don't want to go back. So I wanted to tell you thank you and thank you for the offering this morning. I haven't got to preach since Easter, right after our revival and I was so excited for what God was going to do in our church and I see some new faces sitting here today we got some people that are out on vacation and stuff, but I'm still excited for what God's going to do. You see, the journey that we've been on, my family has been on. Uh, y'all are my family too, by the way, because y'all have been on it with us. It's a journey that's had to happen, and we give him praise in all things. Amen? Because he is the king. He is the master. Okay. Praise the Lord. Let, can we just shout to him again, clap, or do something? <laughs> He's worthy. He's worthy. Now, we sung a song this morning talking about him coming back to get us. Do you believe that this morning? There's coming a time, and I'm going to try to sit down here, and I don't know what I'm going to do with this leg because it only bends about 80 degrees, so I'm going to prop it somewhere. Hey, that'll work probably. If it don't, I'll wiggle around and find another space. Have you ever wondered when Jesus is coming back? I have. The last three months, I've been asking him to come back every day. (laughs) Begging him, please, come and get us. That was a bit selfish on my part, but I was getting tired of dealing with what I was dealing with. But I've wondered about that, and I've had, listened to people debating, and we're going to go to, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 24 this morning. Sorry. Hey, wake up, you're snoozing. And we're going to read in in Matthew 24, and I'm going to let you know now, we're going to be going to something else, not today, but at another time, we're going to be talking about the parable of the ten virgins too. It's important to us because our Lord loves us so much, and he has given us so much. We face a lot of things in these bodies. We lose loved ones, and and I want to I wanna thank y'all for your prayers for Sweetie's family. <laughs> well, I don't know. If it was over there, it would, but that's okay. We'll manage. You know, her mama got her race done. For seven years, this lady was fighting cancer, and for a lot of times during those seven years, they called the family and didn't think she was going to make it but she finally got to go home a couple of weeks ago. Loretta's mama finally got to make it home around the same time. And we need to take comfort in knowing that they have gone before us. If they're saved, they are gone before us. If they're not saved, you'll never see them again. Because, yeah. Tammy's mama, yes. Yes. And you know there is, there's comfort in that knowing when someone is saved. And as we sit here today, we are striving to a place to go. We're going to heaven is where we're looking. And the disciples had a question, or actually I think they asked three questions for Jesus. But I'm going to go ahead and read this scripture and then we're going to break it down and talk about it a little bit. But starting in Matthew chapter 24 verse 1, and then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. Now, I've been doing a whole lot of reading the last three months and a great deal of praying because I've had a whole great, a lot of time. And it baffles me, Jesus taught in the temple. Why in the world were these fellas showing it to him? You ever wondered that? But he tells them something that is going to happen that did happen about 35 or 40 years later. When Rome encircled the city and, and somehow or another, I don't know how, nothing, it did not tell us, but something caught on fire. And it was the temple. And that thing was inlaid with gold. And what happened? They went and started moving big rocks. And I'm talking big rocks. How in the world they did it without the technology and the stuff we got today? But they ain't nothing there because they were going after the gold because when the fire came, the gold melted. Right? And people will go after riches with a quickness. And the temple, so basically this happened so that It could be known with that generation of people that were there to say he knows what he's talking about. Now let's go on. It says, now he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when will these things be? That's one question. And and what will be the sign of your coming? That's two. And the end of the age? That's three. Let's keep reading. And then we'll go back and break it down. And Jesus said in answer to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are the beginning of sorrows and then they will deliver you up to to, to tribulation and kill you and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake and when and then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another and then many False prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations and then the end will come now isn't that pretty definite they ask some straight questions and the Lord says oh I'm going to take and I see God knows the beginning to the end he looked down through time we see bad things happening in this world and people will always ask, well, why does a loving God allow it? God didn't make it happen. This world is broken and it happened when sin entered into this world and bad things are going to happen but if you are loved of the Lord and if you love the Lord and you're called according to His purpose, it doesn't matter what you go through, He will work it out for good. You give Him glory in the good times. You give Him glory in the bad times. And you hang on to Him. Amen. Because there's a place called hell that is reserved for those who do not believe in Jesus Christ. It is very real. And for those who love the Lord. I'm talking love the Lord. I'm not talking about knowing the Lord. I'm talking about loving the Lord. I'm talking about a relationship that has pulled us together and we want to get closer and closer and closer and closer to Him and learn more and more and more about Him and what He has to say to us. That's how we will endure to the end. The word endure says if you don't endure something's not going to happen. And here he says those who endure to the end will be saved. Those that don't endure, I don't know. I'm thinking they won't be. You believe what you want, you read the Bible, you let the Holy Ghost teach you. He's the one that will teach us all things. But this is what I will teach you because it's what I believe. Right, let me stand for a minute. He said that there were going to be false Christs Look at it in verse 3 of chapter 24. Now he said on the mount all the disciples came to him proudly saying when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and at the end of your age and Jesus answered to said to them take heed that no one deceives you. Folks you cannot be deceived if you're in the word and you're praying and you're listening to the Holy Ghost teach you. You cannot be deceived. And that's the only way. Can I get an amen? Wake up. Let's wake up. Wake up. I'm fired up because I ain't been here for three months. I got some stuff stored up in me. You will not be deceived. He says, in that, see that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. Folks, it will go, it's going to happen. It. Ha- happen and it's going to continue to happen I can think of a fellow by the name of Jim Jones back in the 70's 1979 I'm 12 years old playing little league baseball and I remember that stuff being on the news not understanding I wasn't a church kid I didn't understand all this but this fellow made people believe that he was God all the way to the point that whenever the cover started coming off and everything was going on he even had them talked into killing themselves I remember a more recent time, a fellow by the name of David Koresh in Texas in El Paso. You remember, by the way, keep the people in El Paso in prayer. Those families need prayer. Prayer works. See? Well, I tried to raise my leg up. See? Prayer works. And it don't matter where you at. We can be from here to Texas, but God, he gets there on time. Amen. But that fellow had people believing that he was Jesus he was the Messiah that's just in the last 40 years and it's been going on Jesus said this is going to happen be, be on guard and see that no one deceives you because they will deceive many and 1 John 4 1 says beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of God ain't a thing wrong with asking that question Amen? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Now this is John writing. This ain't been too long after Jesus ascended to heaven. He's writing under the unction and the power of the Holy Ghost. This is the word of God, right? Therefore what's in it is real. We can't question it. We find ourselves questioning and we get ourselves in a bad, bad place. Verse 2, no, that was first, 1 John 4. By this, you know the Spirit of God. It, he's saying, now here's how you're going to tell. By this, you're going to know the Spirit of God. This is how you're going to know. He's letting us know right here. He says, every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is is not of God. Pretty simple, eh? Very simple. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. You know the devil's got one laid back in every generation, and a bunch of them laid back. If we last another 150 years, there's going to be some that's going to die and some new ones are going to come to the surface. And they're going to deceive many. Now, why are they going to deceive them? Because they ain't in the Word. They ain't a good Bible-believing church. You ain't got to go to it church to make it to heaven but let me tell you something whenever you got the support group and you got the people you can talk to and you've got what Jesus died for that this thing called the church is put together friend I'm going to tell you what you're passing up on something a good tool if you will hang in there with the brethren by the way you're here this morning you realize who orchestrated that right you are not your own. I am. You see, back in the spring, right before I got hurt, I filled a thing at Brother Schultz and I said, what do you want to do? Well, I said, well, I, I was called to preach and that's what I want to do. Are you Happy where you're at? I'm happy anywhere I'm at. How do you feel things are going at the church? I said, they're going awful. People are leaving. I don't understand what's going on. We're preaching the word. But you do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do you tell me to go to Bristol I go to Bristol you tell me to go to Covington I go to Covington you tell me to stay in Huddleston I stay in Huddleston I'm going to follow my heavenly father I'm going to do what he says do it ain't about what I want let me let let you in on a little secret it ain't about what you want neither hello it's easy to get sidetracked and I just did But he talks about the next thing. He said there's going to be some conflict in this world. Do we we know what conflict is? Man, this generation knows more about conflict than I'm talking about between individuals. You ain't got to be in a nation that got to be fighting. There's a lot of conflict going on in this world. I mean, we'll get mad at the drop of a hat. I want to tell you what, I ain't getting mad at none of you. I'm just going to pray. And you pray for me whenever I make you to come on and get mad at me. And we'll pray for each other. And if we keep Jesus right in the middle of it, you know what's going to work out, right? His way. What he wants. It might not be comfortable to the flesh, but it'll work out if you'll just hold on. If you will endure to the end. In verse 6, he says, And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. Let's read half of verse 7. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. They've been fighting since the beginning of time. Since sin has entered into this world, there has been conflict. We got stuff in the Bible tells us about it. We've got historians that have talked about things, if you get into it that deep. But it is estimated that 6 million people have died in war since man has been on this earth. I don't know how they got that. These are people that like sitting down figuring these things up. And it sounds good to me. But that's a lot. 600 million people is a lot of folks. That's a lot of souls. There's only 700 billion in the, on the whole planet right now. That's a lot of people. But half of those that they figured up have happened since 1900, in the last 119 years. Half of those have happened, and it's all begin- because of the turmoil. Look in the Middle East. We're fighting over oil. That's what it's all about. It's about the power. It's about Islam trying to come to ha- And by the way, why they got all the oil? I mean, if the oil stops flowing, America don't do too well, right? we got to start walking places or riding horses. And I can't get on no more horses, so I guess I'm walking, hobbling. But places like Iraq, Afghanistan, Syria, Pakistan, all this stuff that's been going on over there. We also have North Korea that's a big player that does things. And they're, and they're always being watched. And, and right now Iran is coming in there. We don't know what's going to happen. It's a rumor of war. If you watch the news for about 25 minutes, you get sick of listening to it because they'll say it for another thousand times for the next 24 hours. Why well, in the world we got 24-hour news? I don't watch it anymore. I got tired of listening to it. Somebody trying to make a talking point. Nobody wants to sit down and have a discussion. It's all about the D's and the R's and the I's and all that. Let me tell you something. The answer for this planet and the answer for mankind is not in D's and R's and I's. You know what I'm talking about, right? What matters is Jesus. Man's got a heart problem. Mm. But these jihadists are running all over the world now. Wrecking havoc, instilling fear in people. Wars and rumors of wars. People are always at one another. Civil wars going on and all these kinds of things. But he said the end's not yet. This thing's going to be happening and it's going to continue to happen. Well, let's finish up in verse 7. We'll finish the last half of that. And He's talking about major disasters. And there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Famine in the world. It's there. People are starving even in our own nation. How sad is that? That was a real question, by the way. How sad is that? How sad is it that people are starving in this world? Remember, you, didn't Jesus talk about something one time and he said, whenever you have done it to one of these, at the least of these my brethren, you've done it to me. And then he went on to say, "Enter thou into the joy of the Lord." And on the other hand, the other ones didn't realize. Well, when did we not do it to you? And he said, "When you done it to the least of the, when you did not do it to the least of one of these my brethren, you did it not unto me." And he cast them away. How in the world is it that we got people starving? See, if we listen to the Holy Ghost, he's going to lead us on some paths we might not want to walk on. We're going to be thinking with our fleshly heart but not with our spiritual heart. But famines, people are starving. You know, we don't have the reserves we used to have in our country of grain and things like that. China used to be an exporter of grain. Now they're an importer of grain. The world can't keep up. This world's doing all it can. The land is doing all it can. I think somewhere in the Bible, back in Revelation, it says, you know, something like you're going to be paying a denarii, a day's wage, 100 bucks for a loaf of bread. I mean, go to the grocery store now. Are we paying more for less? Yeah. Part of that's greed. Part of it is greed. Eight or ten years ago, fuel prices skyrocketed. Oh, we got to raise the prices. Well, the fuel prices came down, but nobody lowered the food prices. Go buy a pound of bacon anymore. It's only 13 and a half ounces in the same size pack it looks the same but it costs more and it's less part of it is greed, part of it has to do with supply but he said there's going to be pestilences that's diseases, pestilences at the turn of this century and before there were some things that was Plaguing this world and plaguing the people in our nation. Born with things and inoculations came about. But there's a new age going on now. People are deciding whether or not to get their children inoculated. Uh, Make your own choice. I think it's a bad one because you give us about 20 or 25 years, the stuff that was going on at the turn of the century will be happening again. You remember a few years ago Ebola? You remember when that came from Africa, West Africa? And everybody's scared to death or quarantining people. Back in the 80s, AIDS came on the scene. They say they ain't got a cure. There's cancers there's no cure for. The Lord said these things are going to come. They're going to happen. Hey, they've happened. And I mentioned things that are new that wasn't known before, but they are new, been discovered, new diseases, new things going on. Not to mention chemical warfare and biological warfare. Syria's been doing that. North Korea's got the stuff. And these things can happen. You see, Jesus looked down through time and says, Hey, guys, this is coming. You ask me a specific question. I can't tell you the day or the hour because no man knows. Only the Father knows. But I can let you know the signs of the times. Folks, we're getting close. This thing is getting close. He said there will be earthquakes in various places. Seismologists estimate that earth earthquake activity has increased two thousand percent since Columbus came. I mean, that's been for a little over four hundred years ago, right? Fourteen ninety-two. Yeah. We say, well, we don't have all that information. How do they know what was going on? Man, people have been writing stuff. There's earthquakes that happened way back in the, in the in early, early on in the 900s and the thousands. That is documented where thousands of people died in earthquakes. But they weren't happening that often. But it, it, more people have died in the last 40 years than in the previous 120 when we did have good record keeping. And the earthquakes are coming more and more and more. Look in verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. When you see these things happening, and the sorrows is a birth term. You know, Allie, you get... Oh, did she get raptured? (laughs) Allie's getting ready to have a baby. When that time comes, all of us know we're no kids in here. We're all adults. Contractions start happening. The water breaks. And we know something's coming. He's talking about birth pains. And the more severe they get and the quicker they come, the closer time to the birth. And he gave us this picture to say, look at this. When you see these things happening, it's, it's the beginning of the sorrows. It's starting to happen. Look up because your redemption draweth nigh. Church, it's getting close. Amen. Get happy about that. It's getting close. He gives us another sign and he's talking about Christians that are committed to him. You mean there's any other kind? Uh, We're going to talk about the parable of the ten virgins later on. I believe there are. Verse 9. And then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. You see, this world doesn't mind. It doesn't mind religion, but it hates Jesus. Oh, would you come and have a word of prayer at our sporting event or we'll have a word of silence, but you can't talk about Jesus. Friend, let me tell you something. You ain't praying if it ain't in Jesus' name. That's what the Bible said, don't it? The only way you get a hold of the Father, you got to go in His name. It's got to be in His name. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. If I come any other way, He ain't even listening. That's the key that gets you into the throne room. In the name of Jesus, but the world hates the name of Jesus. The oh, but we don't. We love Jesus. I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Look what Jesus has done for me. I ain't even used a walker right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look what Jesus can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That makes me happy. That makes me feel good. (laughs) That's what Jesus can do. Oh, I love him. I'm committed to him. I don't care if anybody wants to walk with me, but I'd love to have everybody walking with me because we're going to follow Jesus. We're going to hang on to Jesus. Jesus is going to come into our midst and he's going to do some things in our hearts. He will work on us until the day that we die. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He ain't going to do any leaving. We might, but he ain't. Oh, my. Verse 10. And then many will be offended and betray. uh, Let me try that again. And then many will be offended, will betray one another, and will hate one another. Look around us at all the offenses that are happening in this world. We'll get mad at the drop of a hat over nothing. Let me tell you something, there ain't nothing in this world going on that is worth not making it to heaven. Hello. That's worth a good loud amen. There ain't nothing in this world worth me losing out with God. You see, that's how we make our choices to walk away from him because he gives us all the word we need we got to do the book. We've got to let the book come in and work. And there's a lot of hatred going on in our nation today or around this world. The jihadists want to kill us because we don't believe like them. Am I speaking truth this morning? Betrayal is going on. People will betray one another. It's, it, it, it amazes me. It amazes me that some of the stuff and books and TV shows and stuff like this that people come up with. And it is entertaining. Don't get me wrong. But it's like that's what's inside the heart of man. And we'll tune in week after week after week to watch betrayal going on. in these things. You see, Jesus was looking through history and saying, This is what is going to come. And it's all because of Bible truth. The very truth that sets mankind free from sin is the very thing that they hate. Our social issues we got going on, the gay rights stuff that's going on, it's created all kinds of hate. I'm going to tell you right now, and y'all can stand with me or you can tell me to leave. That'll be cool either way. You can't be hating gay people. You need to be praying for the gay people, and they need Jesus. Because if we don't believe Jesus can help them, then who are we serving? Who's the God that you're serving if he can't help them? Huh? Huh? But these issues come there are a plethora of other things there's all kinds of stuff that's going on but this will happen family and friends are falling away from each other because of biblical truth which is to say because of jesus he said i am the way the truth and the life he is the word oh but we don't hate jesus well if you're falling away because of biblical truth then it is because of jesus the word has to come in. The word has to come in. That truth has to come in. And persecution, folks, it's always been going on. And let me in you, let you in on a secret. It is going to get worse. It is going to get worse. You can count on it. He tells us of another sign of the times. In verse 11, Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. Mm. You see, when a man ceases to believe in the one true God, he actually believes in nothing. He will believe in anything. And it doesn't necessarily mean a religious person. Let me tell you something, parents. You got kids in public school. You got kids going to college. I'm going to tell you the best thing you ever do for your children is bring them over here and let Ashley Bennett teach them about Jesus every Sunday morning. Amen. Because the public schools are not going to do that. They're going to preach and teach, they're going to teach opposite of Jesus. Well, I sound a little bigoted there, don't I? Well, that's okay. That's the truth. That is the truth. And by the way, they were given to you as what? They're a gift from God. Mom and dad, grandparents, your biggest responsibility is to teach those kids about Jesus and see that they get saved. Nothing else matters. Nothing else matters because they've been put into our charge. Nothing else matters. The offenses don't matter. Nothing else matters is that they know. Now they got to make their own decision. You don't, you don't hang up. you know, sweetie and I love each other, don't we? Okay. <laughs> I don't know. She, she's been with me straight up for three months, and boy, she's been a good one too. Never complained, nearly a bit. Waited on me hand and foot. Boy, I tell you, I could go into some stories about how she's had to wait on me, but I won't. But I'm going to tell you, she loves me. I know that. I was going somewhere just now and I don't remember where it was. Our job is to teach our babies about Jesus but you know what? Our job We don't go to heaven together if we don't believe Jesus. If we don't believe the word of God we don't go to heaven together. We're one flesh now but that don't mean we go to heaven. If she don't believe and I, and I do or vice versa we don't go together. We don't go to heaven together. Our children don't get on our, 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 our skirt tails and follow us to heaven. No, they've got to make their own mind up about Christ. But many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. It could be a scientist and the stuff they're teaching in the schools today. The science behind everything. Oh, it ain't, it'll lead you away from believing in a creator named God. It will lead you away from that. It could be the professors and the philosophies that they have that will mold. It can be statesmen, you know, presidents and governors and people like that. I mean, these folks, uh, uh, they're pushing ways to be. Our lawmakers are doing things that shouldn't be happening. These R's and I's and anything other letter you want to find out about it. They're pushing things that doesn't have to, that's not according to Scripture. And people are falling for it. People are falling for the deception that is going on. These are the people who are trying to, these scientists and these statesmen and, and, and these professors, and they're trying to take society and bend it and mold it into what it wants it to be. That's what Jesus was telling us, folks. They will deceive many. Many will be deceived. As in the days of Noah, men's minds were doing what? Continually on what? Starts with an E, got a V, an I, and an L. I can't tell you no more than that. Evil. And until the door was shut and they went in, even when the waters overtook them, they still wouldn't see. They were so deceived because of the evil that was going on. And these are the same kind of people that we're talking about that believe all the religions will lead you to God. They're wrong. That's the new age thing going on. The new age thing. Oh, well, you believe how you want. I believe how I want. We're all going to the same place. Can I tell you something? The little fat ball-headed Buddha ain't going to get you to heaven. He don't know anything about Jesus. As a matter of fact, he's a made-up something. That's right. Yes, he is. There are not different ways to God. Jesus said in John 14 and 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except through me. The only way you get to heaven, the only way you get to pray is through Jesus Christ. But people are falling. People are falling for the deception. He gives us another mark that he talks about, something that will come, and it's called coldness. I call it the lack of godly love the Bible, I think, calls it hard-heartedness. Look in verse 12. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. What in the world is he talking about there? Folks, whenever we take away the fixed standard of right and wrong, this is it. I don't care what version you got. This is it. It's the Word of God. You won't get the right version learn how to read Hebrew and Greek and then you won't be no mistakes in translation. But it is the word of God and when we take away that that's the Bible, we take away the moral limits which destroys godly love. You see what I'm talking about? It gets replaced with lust. We move from theology to meology. You know, it's about me. It's about how I feel. It's about how it's going to affect me. And Jesus said we're to be servants whose first will be last. He came to serve. If we're following him, then are we not doing the same thing? Serving one another? I I want to applaud you because you have served my family so well the last three months. You have served us and we thank you But that's what it's about. We've been taught right. We've been learning right. And that's why we have so many, and sadly a lot of people who claim to be Christians okay with something called abortion because the moral standard is gone. The killing of innocent babies. You see, he said this was going to come. And you know what it is? It's simply hard-heartedness. When the truth of God, whether I preach it, Brother Murphy preaches it, you hear it in Sunday school, you read it in the Bible, the Holy Ghost is even trying to get in here and put it in. When the truth of God can't come in, it's because of hard-heartedness. The reason we have problems with people understanding and talking of uh, uh, being okay with this homosexual thing going on and this transgender thing, I would think the first time I came back to church, I heard Brother Murphy say this word. So don't throw rocks at me because you didn't him. If you don't know what you are, all you gotta do is look in your underwear. Amen. That's right. Amen. God made you who you're supposed to be. If you got a problem with that, if you're not understandable, I don't feel this way. Let me tell you something. The last three months, I haven't felt much like a Christian or a preacher or a guy. There's been some times I haven't felt well, but I still belong to God. He's still working. It ain't about my feelings, it's about who we are. I was born a man. I don't want to be a woman. And so that we don't have this hardness of heart and coldness going on, we're going to stop right there. (laughs) There are churches today that are performing what I will call gay marriage, just because it ain't a marriage, not what God had intended. It's between one man and one woman. Period. 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 But it's the hard-heartedness that the truth of God can't come in, and these people think they're okay with God. They think that everything's fine. And by the way, I've just told you I am not going to be a church basher. I'll let God handle that. That's his job. The people up the road, the people out the road, I'm not going to say they're wrong. That's some things I don't agree with them on. But you know what? That's okay. One of us is right. One of us is wrong. It doesn't matter, but we're going to hang on to Jesus. He'll fix what's wrong. Don't worry about it. And he might not do it in the time frame you want it to happen, but he will take care of business. Don't, don't worry. Ain't nobody making a heaven ain't supposed to. What about racism? Cold-hearted, hard-heartedness. You don't like somebody because they're black. You don't like somebody because you're white. By the way, our society says that you can't be a racist and be a black person. Wrong. You hate somebody for the color of their skin or the poor they're from. That makes you a racist. I don't care what color you are. You can't look at people that way. God don't look at people that way. But it happens. Other cultures. We don't put them in that gas chambers like Hitler did, right? You remember the master race? He didn't like the Jewish people. He throwed them in the gas chambers because of what? This hardness of heart, this coldness, this hatred, this stuff that goes on inside of hearts. But they were the master race. But you want to know something about the master race? The Aryans, you had to be an Aryan to be a part of the master race. That's why they were attacking everybody else. They didn't care about color. People in England and France, they killed our people. They were trying to overtake the world. But you, even if you were Aryan, it was kind of like our societal, um, our societal boundaries. You know, hey, come eat with us. No, you still, they don't have anything to do with you. Because even with them, it had to be the best built ones, the best looking ones. They were trying to make the best race. But sadly today, people will kill people with their tongues. Did Jesus know what he was talking about when he said these are times? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Our society has gone from godly love to selfishness, protectionism, I want to protect my stuff, you stay out, and lust, which is lust of the flesh, what the flesh wants. And sadly, we do see that in the body of Christ. Mark 16 and 14 says, Later he appeared to the eleven, and they sat at the table. Now, Here's one for you. You think you can't get in trouble with God? Later he appeared at the eleven and sat at the table, and and he rebuked what? Their unbelief and hardness of heart. Because they did not believe those who said they had seen him after he had risen. Now friends, we've got to read the word and we've got to do some prayer and we've got to stay close to the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got to let this word come in and work inside of us. Because he said in verse 13 of Matthew, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. It's going to be hard. And it ain't going to happen without him. It ain't going to happen without this. We can't pick and choose what we like and don't like. No, it's got to be the word. It's got to come into our heart. It won't come. You know, his disciples didn't understand some, some parables that he said. He said, you know why you don't understand? It's because of the hardness of your heart. Hmm. So are we enduring to the end or are we getting caught up in the cares of this life? Is Jesus... First in our life, or is someone or something else first in our life? Last thing, and I'm done. The Great Commission. Verse 14: And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Has that happened? Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree because I believe it has. With all the technology, cell phones, internet, satellites. He said all the nations. He didn't say all the people. I believe every nation has heard the gospel. Missionaries, they don't have to travel for two years to get to a place. No, they get on a plane. They're there tomorrow afternoon, anywhere in the world. And they go into these places and they're taking the word of God with them. I believe that it has happened, and I believe there's nothing else to happen, and what I'm trying to tell you this morning, church, is Jesus, He could come back before we're done here this morning. He could come back before you get, because there's nothing else to happen. We don't have to go look in other places in the Bible. We, he gave us what we need right here. Then the end will come. It's already. Everything is happened in place he didn't say he was going to reach everybody Jesus didn't reach everybody otherwise why were there people beating him up why did they crucify him he didn't reach everybody not everybody fell in line with it not everybody's going to fall in line with it but he taught his disciples when you go out if they receive you if they want to learn they want to get what you got then you stay with them you stay with them you teach them you keep taking them there but if they don't want it you shake the dust off of your feet and you move on don't waste your time but friends, we've got to let the Holy Spirit lead us in that. Don't waste your time. It has to come from Him. Not what we say. Well, they don't want that. He may tell you to go back again. You know why? Because Grandma might have been praying, and God's honoring that prayer, and He says, I need you to go back again. What do we do? We get up and we go again. Wow, we are the servants. We serve Him. We do what He tells us to do. We don't tell Him what to do. And what we're going to do, we're not going to do. You see, the gospel, that Jesus didn't come to fix this world. What we see going on ain't going to get better. Can I tell you that? It's going to get worse. It might come a time we'll be meeting at somebody's house to have church so that we don't go to jail when we're here. Huh? It could come to that. I don't know when he's coming back. I don't know how long he's going to wait, but what I'm saying is it ain't going to get better. And I have told you before, well let's just keep reaching people because if people changes then the things change. This world ain't going to change. It is what it is. Our job is to keep reaching. Our job is to not be indifferent and still be hungry. Jesus came and hung on the cross because of lost sinners. Grab as many as we can. I'm going to tell you now, it ain't going to change. The state of our nation ain't going, I don't care who you let. It ain't going to change. Our job is about getting people to heaven. Introducing them to Jesus Christ. There aren't any more signs to come. But If you read on down in chapter 24, he talks about a fellow that wasn't ready. And he wasn't about his father's business. And he was cast into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. Because he thought... God was just waiting too long to come back and he started being in the world. He talked about him drinking with the drunkards and all this. He didn't endure to the end. Brothers and sisters, let's endure to the end. You may not like where you're walking. If you're me, you may not like how you're walking. But you see this? I want you to watch this. If I fall down, y'all don't laugh. Just come pick me up because I can't get up by myself. Three months ago, they said I might not have my leg. I was born with this thing. I still got it. Now, I'd love to jump off of here now and just run the aisles, but right now I can't. But you see, that's for the glory of God. Somebody prayed. Uh, That's for the glory of God and 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 studying and preaching and going and talking to people that's for the glory of God he didn't say I had to run he didn't say I had to run the aisles and shout he said he'd get me there I got a good woman hauling me around I got people praying for me this is for the glory of God And he deserves to be praised. You need to get on your feet and give him some praise. Not because of what's going on with me, but what's going on about him. He deserves to receive all the glory. He gave us the signs that we need. He said this is all that's going to happen. And folks, it's happened. And he's gave us the word. Let's get excited about Jesus this morning. Come on up and sing a song. If you've got something you want to pray about this morning, if you've never been saved, or if maybe you've fallen away from the Lord, today's the day to get it fixed. Today's the day to come forward and let's pray this thing through. Today's the day to let God change what's going on in your life. It doesn't matter about what people think. It doesn't matter about who's beside you. It doesn't matter how long you've been a member of the church. What matters is, is what happens today and from this day forward. because he is coming back and friends you may disagree with me and I'll sit down and reason with you I will not argue you want to argue you go talk to somebody else because I'm not going to argue the word of God I'll sit down and reason and reasoning means we're willing to sit down and search the scriptures I don't believe there's nothing else that has to happen you may not amen it you may not agree with it and I pray to God I preached it right and if I didn't I pray He gives me the opportunity to make it right. But according to what Jesus said, according to what Jesus had to say, there ain't nothing else got to happen. I believe all the nations have received this gospel. They have the ability. You see, I didn't want to walk across there just now because I don't do that. I'm afraid. I'll fall. I did it because that's what the Lord was laying on my heart sometimes he's going to get us and want, want us to walk somewhere where we may not want to walk but we're going to hang on to him I want you to worship with us right now and if you want to pray about something if you're lost today we got plenty of people going to come pray with you because Jesus is coming back amen oh he's coming back